from Florida's capital city. This is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Friday continues on. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthews around here somewhere. Appreciate you as always. Lucy Goosey. Mom will join us this hour. Lee Sterling joined us last hour uh, as we're wont to do on a Libations Friday. Don't forget, and I, I let me just tell everybody, first of all, thanks to our friends at Zaxby's. You guys know this already, but pregame, postgame, no game at all. Anytime is the right time for Zaxby's platters. As long as you're hungry, feed your team with your choice of traditional or buffalo fingers or boneless or traditional wings. Either way, if you're having trouble deciding, get the best of both worlds with a sampler platter, of course. Don't forget the world-famous sauce. Satisfy your chicken craving with Zaxby's platters. You can order online or with the app as well, or in the app, I should say. Tallahassee Zaxby's, a proud Golden Chief booster for 17 years. They remind you, as always, go Knowles. Uh, Tomorrow morning, Tom and I will... I won't say endure. I think we'll embrace the brisk weather out on the deck at Hotel Indigo. It is a little uh, pregame show, as always. Game day is a busy time, but a fun time. And got to embrace all these moments as the season wanes. We will be atop Hotel Indigo. And uh, the door is open at 9 a.m. I believe, Tom, we're going to be underway at, uh, what, 10 10 a.m. it is? Yeah. 10 a.m. So a little note for everybody. Usually there's a game day buffet service for those evening games. That'll be the case next Friday. They've got a downstairs bar when you enter the lobby. And it's you walk through the doors and it's on the far side. If you want some food, get there around 9 o'clock. Go get you some breakfast. Bring it on up. 9.30 is officially when the bar opens upstairs with the bloodies and the mimosas. So... Typically, again, on the seventh floor, it's a one-stop shop. For mornings, they keep the uh, the breakfast downstairs, grab you some grub, upstairs, bloodies, moses, 9.30, doors open ahead of a 10 o'clock show. Yeah, good times. Don't forget, I've also already said this earlier today, but we'll be at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill tonight at 5.30, 5.30 to 6.30. Corey and I will take to the stage there and sit down and have a, a nice little chat about where Florida State's at and what we project moving forward and take questions and all that good stuff, queries and the like. We enjoy that. So we'll see you out there at the CP. It's always a lively uh, exchange and a fun one at that. Tall, cold beers, gazillion televisions, tasty food, and fellow Knowles everywhere on a beautiful, beautiful fall day, huh? It's, you can't beat it. Can't beat it. It's going to be nice. It may take a uh, ice cold Guinness out onto the deck, Tom. I may have to do that. Um, kind of just hang out and enjoy for a little bit there. So that is uh, in store for this evening. Uh, and then, like I said, the pregame show tomorrow. As always, you get the in-game watch along. Uh, Tom will join uh, Dominic Robinson, so will Aslan. And then the postgame show about 15 minutes after the conclusion of that football game. Onward we go. I will also note, 
I'm not going to make this a somber occasion, but I occasionally like to draw your attention to articles or things that I'm reading or things that pertain to the world of sports that you may have missed. We all lead really busy lives and it's hard to keep up. Tom and I are tasked with the responsibility of uh, reading up and watching uh, more sports than the average uh, guy or gal, because uh, that's not their job. So when I come across something that I think you would enjoy, I like to, to draw your attention to it. And I was talking about appreciation just a moment ago, kind of just appreciating, not, not lecturing, but just my own appreciation for these last couple of weeks and embracing what's left of football. Well, we're afforded the opportunity to do that uh, more than most this year, right? Because the program is turning the corner and there are successes to turn your attention to every week and that gets everybody excited. But we all know about the tragedy that occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia. My nephew graduated from UVA Law and I've kind of got a soft spot in my heart for UVA over the years um, for a variety of reasons. One of my best friends also went to school there and uh, I love that campus and I, and, I, and I love that school in that sense. But we know what happened there. And uh, beyond that tragedy, I'm not going to go back over. You guys know what happened with the players being shot and killed uh, by a former player. There is a wonderful piece this week, uh, this morning, you can find in The Athletic that I read early. Uh, and it's called Virginia Coach Tony Elliott is uniquely and tragically prepared to handle this moment. And it gets you into his background uh, and why he might be the best a good a good candidate to help guide them through this horrific time. And when you read that, you realize his own life has been shaped by tragedy. And Tom, it's a fantastic read. It's hard to stomach. Uh, when he was nine years old, he was on his way to church with his mother. Their car was broadsided. She died in his arms. Um, that is obviously tragedy number one. Not long after that, his father was sent away to prison and he uh, no longer had a family and had to be moved around. There are many more things that happened in his life along the way uh, that has built up to this point. And as you read about the man that he is and what he became and how he became that, you, uh, you're just thankful um, for, for what you have and the things that you didn't have to go through and that others have. And that's all I mean. And now here he is dealing with yet another profound tragedy. I didn't realize he was as young as he is, Tom. He's only 43. That guy has seen way too much for a 43-year-old, and he's been now heaped upon once again with tragedy and, and has to guide these young men. But when you read the article, it is, it's uplifting in the sense that uh, he may be prepared to do that, to help shepherd them in that time. So it's it's brutal. It's just, Something to note. Yeah, I, I don't even know where to go with a situation like that. Um, unfortunately, it's all too predictable in some ways Yeah, uh, in the world we live in now. But um, for our sake here in, in Tallahassee, um, you will see decals on Florida State's helmet honoring the program, uh, the Cavaliers program. Yep. All ACC teams are doing that in solidarity. Um, that doesn't bring these players back, but it, you know, the reminder is not a bad thing uh, because empathy, sympathy, both of these things are, are important. And, oh, sure. And yeah. it, it helps you arrive in a place where you are really going to live every day the way you should, which is embracing it. Um, I, I, I don't, you know, sometimes that person, it's like the opposite of uh, office space. You know, you go to case of the Mondays, that person's a drag and then embrace every moment. That person sometimes can be annoying too, but it, it, the lesson is true. The lesson is true. Well, I just, I think, I think anything that moves you towards gratitude 
is a, is a really good thing. And I, I think that anytime you can fill uh, your days or even moments of your days uh, with a step back uh, and, and a look around and a, and a realization that you have a lot to be thankful for, that it's helpful in your day-to-day life. I, listen, we're pretty pragmatic, pretty realist, uh, pretty straightforward and blunt and, and all of those things. And we will we will tell you what's bad and what's good and everything in between, at least in our mind, right? Our worldview, that's going to happen. I don't walk around whistling every day, you know, I, I get that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a realist approach. It's a pragmatic approach towards finding some gratitude and that's that's what i was really alluding to wasn't just the the tragedy that we're really sadly well aware of that it took place in virginia but this article takes you to another place it does make you realize that guys had it rough but how he may very well help these kids at a time where they desperately need it and and so it did it did uh, a cause me to feel a sense of gratitude and and kind of just reflect a little bit hey man Enjoy this Saturday. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Enjoy your uh, fellow Knowles and those that are here for the football games and the tailgating that goes on in each of those moments that we all really, really uh, love to be involved in, right? I mean, you, you live your daily life going to work every day. It's a means to an end. Uh, you, you, you go to work, you make money so you can feed your family and do the things that you want to do. But when you're doing the things you want to do, you got to take the time to really appreciate the hell out of it because there are those that are dealing with profound setbacks in life and really obstacles that we can't even fathom. So just something to, uh, just something to note there. I, I haven't spoke much on that this week. It's really not necessarily my place to go on, uh, long diatribes about, tragedy elsewhere and the state of the world. Uh, yeah, I make my quips and I think you guys all know where I sit, but bottom line is it's good article, really good article. And I would invite you to read it, uh, on, on Tony Elliott rooting for Virginia to, to, I don't know what's going to happen. They're not playing obviously this week. And, and I don't even know if they're going to play that last game, Tom, that's going to be interesting yeah. to see. I don't even know how I feel about that. Um, in terms of whether, you know, you always hear people say, well, they would want to, they would have wanted us to put, you don't stop that. Um, you know, I, that always bothers me when I hear that. I'm like, uh, I, I don't, I think you, you pull the team and you ask the team, what do you want to do? You know, yeah. and, and if the kid, if they feel like that is the proper way to honor their teammates, then so be it. And if they don't, that's just as correct. There's correct. No, there is no wrong answer. It is whatever that team wants to do. That's how I would proceed in that situation. And look, you, you don't want tragedy to be the reason you remember to be thankful. It, that's of human, course not. Right. It's human nature that that happens. But this is also the point of the year where we talk about Thanksgiving. And usually Thanksgiving is a happy and bright Publix commercial, you know, that makes you weepy. By and the way, look at that. Damn it, Publix. You get us every year. I haven't seen the one this year. I'm oh, sure. There's two or three already. I'm like, good God. Guys. I'm sure it's a doozy. But, you know, also, sometimes Thanksgiving doesn't have to be about stuff in your face. It could be about reflection and things like that. And and just in moments like this, when they say hug everybody a little closer, pull them a little closer, do it. Do it. You'll regret it if you don't. So enough life lessons from me, though. <laughs> well, I think on that note, we would be wise to segue to uh, talking to my mom about some picks here in a moment. And uh, speaking of which, right, and, uh, and and getting in some games, she's making a rally right now. My mom has fought back like she swore she would. The number has been reduced, I think, to seven. We'll check during the break. I think that's right. And man, um, and she'll be making the trek to Tallahassee. So speaking of thankful, uh, old mama will be here, as I mentioned last hour. Uh, she'll be driving up today. And uh, by the way, I have to tell you, you know, 
just makes me laugh. And Tom, if you ever see me start to do this, remind me that I said this. I think when we get older and we're less sure of maybe ourselves, we trust ourselves less. Not like senility, but like what they call senior moments <laughs> where you're like, where are my keys? Why can't I ever find my keys? Like that happens more, I think, as you get older than when you're 25. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. As but there a, are these. Thank God we installed a key ring. It is just, <laughs> <laughs> I am so thankful for the key ring in my home. Speaking of being thankful, Tom, I, thankful I, for that key ring, oh buddy. My, I would be lost. And when I come in, I enjoy it. I take pride in going. Like, oh, I know right where you're going to be the next time I need you. I've added my wallet to the top of it. I mean, it is it is a revolution. I'm going to walk into Tom's house and find bills, keys, uh, <laughs> wallets. Everything is on that damn key ring right there. I mean, I think I probably have saved four hours of my life since we've installed that moment. You know, or, or there is, by the way, this, this is a total aside. We've taken a left turn. There is no more frustrating thing than not being able to find your car keys because invariably you have somewhere to be. It's not a casual trip to the store that you're being delayed from making. It is, I have to be somewhere in 15 minutes. Where are my keys? Yes. <laughs> like That's the terrifying feeling. And I am certain I know where the backup key is in case of that particular emergency on the off chance that maybe I left the keys in the jacket and I slipped up one day. Yes. I know exactly where the spare is. So there is... Oh, there didn't used to be that process. It was, I have no idea where the spare is, so this is my only shot, is to have the primary set of keys here. So but you got, you know, you just got to humble yourself as you get older and say, I'm not going to do it unless I create some device. And it's a good thing that Bed Bath & Beyond exists because these things are 10 bucks. You just drill it into the wall and your life has changed. Let me tell you something. This is, uh, this is it's not senility, it's wisdom. Yeah. You're speaking of wisdom. Yep. Taking the time to know that you're not going to do the right thing. You're not going to put your keys in that bowl by the microwave that you told yourself you were going to do. You're not going to do it. You're going to go look in that bowl and the keys aren't going to be there because your dumbass didn't put them there. You refuse to do it. Wisdom that comes with age is the experience of the countless times you've stared into that empty bowl. And now you know, you know what? This is dumb. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to put them right here by the door. I'll know where they are all the time. And you do that. But my the, the only thing I was going to say about this is my mom, as you guys know, if you've seen her, is beholden to the sheet that she writes the games down on. And that makes me laugh because you and I could look at a slate of games, decide who we're going to pick, never look at that again, get asked two days later, and you're like, oh, the Minnesota game, yeah, they're playing Dallas. Uh, I think I took Dallas. Yeah, I definitely took Dallas. Like, you would just know who the hell you took because that's what you do. You know who you take. Not my mom. She's got to look at that sheet. Same thing's true of most older people. And I think it's also true in general about directions. My mom has driven to my house from Bradenton. I don't know, a hundred times? My mom will put it in the GPS every single time. And I crack, I'm really, really? Well, hold on, honey, I'm putting it in the GPS. Why? Yep. You know how to get here. Why? Yep. You know, um, She's certainly not in her 60s or 70s, but um, and I know your mom is forever 29, so that it doesn't apply to, to Janie. But uh, my wife will put in directions to get to the other side of town. 
and to a place we've always been. And I always, this happened early in our relationship where I say, you know, I'll drive and she'll put it in. She goes, oh, make it right. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. This is the better way to go. We're going yeah. the better way. I, I don't know care how what that crap says. No, no, we're not doing that. This is our hometown. I know the shortcuts. Right. And plus, I'm not going 30 when it says to go 30. No. So trust me, this is going to be a faster path. Yes. Now, the only time the GPS is allowable for road trips to a place you've been is for what purpose? Traffic. Traffic on 75 or the Popos, if you're on Waze. You could see. Yeah, Waze is the only thing I'll excuse because you're looking for cops. Let's just be honest. Yep. yep. Well, you, uh, should, you should be at all times. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk To do on a libations Friday, Lucy Goosey edition of the show. We bring in my mother in just a moment, and she is gaining ground as uh, it was a banner weekend last weekend. We both had Tennessee last night. We found that out. I was hoping she would fall back to her old ways and take Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay, but she's off the Aaron Rodgers train. Aaron became a space cadet and she jumped ship. And then from there, the team is terrible as well. So I couldn't fool my mother into taking Green Bay at home. Alas, she did not. Either did I. So we both got that one right. The point would be, before we bring her in and Tom cues it all up, uh, seven, I think it's seven now. She's down, whittling away, whittling away. If you would, cue it up, Tommy. And now for another edition of the Family Family Pick. Pick. Nick. Go to your room! Mama, the meatloaf! Take it away, Jeffrey. It's beautiful for those watching the video that we now have this little montage that we've put together. Uh, there she is. Hello, Mama. How are you? I'm good for early morning. You know me. But um, anyway, yes, I, I love that intro. I, I am impressed. <laughs> the production value is getting better on these stream yards, I, I tell guess you. So. I've, I've come up a notch. My my team does a good good job on all this. I have nothing to do with it. All right. So, Mom, congratulations. You had Tennessee last night, so did I. But also, congratulations on gaining ground. This is now turned back into a race. It is just seven. We were up I as know. high as I think eleven or twelve at one point. I know, and I'm I'm proud of myself. But I don't know. Here we now we have this new week, and there's I have two games that I am agonizing over. Well, don't agonize. Just make a pick. You'll be okay. <laughs> um, all right, let's start with Chicago at Atlanta. That's probably one to agonize over. That maybe. is that is an agonizing game. I really don't know what to do. Justin Fields, I think, is doing pretty good. I took Atlanta. I'm going to take Chicago because Justin Fields has played so well. So you know right off the bat we're going to have one different there, Mother. I know. You're really worried about your pick sheet. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply just hold I your know, picture I up I, have been, I, <laughs> I don't I understand been. this obsession you know who the hell you picked no, not always. Sometimes I, I'm agonizing, and then I'm not sure what I did. Usually I do. I know you're going to take Buffalo against Cleveland. I am. Philadelphia at Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm taking Philadelphia, but boy, what a total collapse of them last last week. I think they just thought they were going to show up and, and win. And, I uh, think but, they probably did too, but that's football, you know? I know. Yeah, I took Philadelphia. All right, interesting game. Jets at Patriots, if you recall, they played a few weeks ago, and I correctly noted that New England would win that game, and you were on the side of the Jets because of how much better they've been this year. And I just had a hunch that it was a bad matchup that week, and it turned out to be. So your thoughts on the rematch? Yeah, I, I'm going to take New England. I, um, I don't really know why. I do think the Jets are playing better, but I think New England is playing better too. And so I, um, I'm taking New England. I too will take New England, but I think it comes down to the wire. I'm really tempted to take the Jets here. I, I think the, the feeling's a little different on the other side this time around, but all right, all right. Let's go Los Angeles. That'd be the sorry-ass Rams against the sorry-ass Saints. I know. Now this game is uh, what a terrible game. I, but now Cooper Cup is out, right? He's out. Out for the rest of the year. Yeah. See, and I don't. I think without him, the Rams are really struggling. Um. So I took New Orleans, but it's gonna be the battle of the terrible. I took New Orleans as well. I think there's a chance by season's end the Rams are one of the three worst teams in football, and I really can't say that enough. I think it's wonderful. I, I, well, you know I do. Well, you yeah. know how I feel about the coach and everything. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it, it doesn't hurt my feelings at all. Detroit at the Giants. The Giants. Correct. Yeah. Carolina at Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Washington at Houston. Yes, I'm taking, listen, I'm on the Washington bandwagon, you know. Um, I uh, Heineke, I'm taking Washington, the commanders. My mom has the thing about Heineke, but he's easy to root for. He really is. He, he is. He's an easy guy to root for, and he's a pretty good player. Uh, terrible Raiders against the terrible Broncos. Lordy, I know it. Now, i got to check this because I'm not sure who I picked. I, um... God, I think I changed it a couple of times. Um, I don't even see it on my sheet here. Oh, yes, I do. Um, I took Denver. Yeah. Yeah, you should. I don't know if the Raiders will win again this year. Um, that's fine. They're in too. I mean, they've got, some. In, I think, some a lot of stuff going on. I mean, Lord, like quarterbacks crying. And, I mean, you know. The By the way, Mom, I don't care how frustrated you are. 
after a regular season game. I don't think it's a good look for Carr to be out there crying. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. I think they've, they've got some. No, but I'm talking about for him as a man. Oh, I'm oh. saying, like, what are we doing at the dais up here crying? Let's not do that. It's yeah. just not, not a good look. I know. Um, I know. It, it, hey, listen, I'm not one of these guys that says you can't cry. You can cry. Don't be crying over a football game when you're already two and six. Just stop it. Stop right. it. Right. All right. Yeah, here we right. go. Uh, let's go Dallas at Minnesota. Now that's a game buster. Um, I I don't know. I'm right. I'm still agonizing right at this moment. And that game last wasn't that on a Sunday night or a Monday night game or something. The it was Minnesota. when Dallas lost to Green Bay on Sunday night after they were up twenty eight to fourteen, like a bunch of a holes. Yes. Yeah, I'm taking Minnesota. I I'm taking Dallas. Are you okay? Yeah. I think there's some kind of little magic going on with Minnesota, though. Magic runs out this week. Um, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Yes, Cincinnati. Kansas City at the Chargers. Kansas City. And finally, San Francisco at Arizona. Yes, San Francisco. All right, so we're all in the books. There we go. Mom took the Falcons. I took the Bears. Mom took the Vikings. I took the Cowboys. Is that it? That's all? I think that's it. Well, thank the Lord we have a bye for the Bucks this week. We don't have to be a nervous wreck watching that. But well, you um, won't have to worry about it, Mama. That's uh, the Bucks are about to play really well. The defense is coming on now, and I think they'll get it together a little bit here offensively. They've got the right running back in the game. Tom's no longer thinking about his divorce. He's moving on. He's got Giselle out of his life. It's going to be all right. I. <laughs> I think that's right. I think they're going to get ready to have a good stretch. So, and I'm glad they had a bye this week. So, that's safe, a, that's a good thing. Safe travels, Mom. I'll see you soon. All right, I'll see you tonight. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. All right, bye-bye. love you. Bye bye. Love you. Bye bye. There's Mom saying goodbye, uh, and she's got to go tend to the dogs that were barking during. The- <laughs> That is the downside of the StreamYard broadcast is that uh, it happens sometimes with my pups as well. Uh, but we get that, but that's okay. Uh, so just two different. Again, she took the Vikings. I took the Cowboys. I could go either way, of course. And then it's an awful game, but Bears and Falcons. She took the Falcons. I took the Bears. I have enjoyed watching Justin Fields run all over the place here the last few weeks. So, We'll see. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant. The Cameron Show is a production of the WarChant.com Multimedia Network. Check out WarChant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's WarChant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. So the picks are in. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I'm on the side with Lee there for Dallas uh, against my mother with the Vikings, but it does feel like the right side to be on because of how weird that number is. But at the same time, I'm not sure I trust it. And we're a week away from the Cowboys because of the drama that surrounds them. We're a week away from Dak Prescott having another bad game and the debate being whether or not they should bench his ass even though they just gave him $200 million plus million or whatever it is uh, as they fancy him an elite franchise quarterback. But I think they regret it. <laughs> I think they're like, eh, maybe he's not. 
Maybe he's not. Maybe he's just pretty good. Maybe he's a top 15 quarterback, not a top five quarterback like we paid him. Well, it's always the fun debate. It is. The problem in those situations is that, you know, what's the price of losing the quarterback? You can't afford to lose him. So you got to overpay. We've talked about that over the years when, you know, term is up for uh, Russell Wilson at the time was a no brainer for his first contract extension because they had won a Super Bowl. But it came up with Cam Newton. It's come up with Jimmy G. It's come, I mean, because he was the highest paid quarterback in NFL history at the time. Yeah, they all are when they get paid. They all are, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. So it's how much can I afford or can I not afford to lose this guy versus how much is he worth? Two well, very, very different discussions. Well, and I, I think this is going to get fascinating because I think that teams mistake a willingness in the NFL – that didn't exist, and I'm glad that it does now, a willingness for teams in the NFL to run offenses that are akin to college offenses. So what you see now throughout the league, pervasive throughout the league, elements of, if not entire playbooks, adopted from college football. And one of the reasons for that, with all the read options, zone read stuff and all that, one of the reasons for that is now you have a generation of kids that grew up playing quarterback doing that in high school, doing that in junior football, doing that when they got to college. It's not unlike the discussion about offensive line, how difficult it is to identify really good offensive linemen uh, in pro-style offenses because so few offensive linemen are engaged in running pro-style offenses. So you get up to the league, if your team runs that, and this kid has been running, you know, spread, uh, you know, tempo and, and all this other stuff. They sometimes struggle to adapt. Quarterbacks get drafted all the time now that have never shown the ability to take a snap under center and, 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 and go from there to read a defense while dropping and doing all the things that uh, really you have to rapid fire do. And it's a different skill set. I'm glad that that's happened. I think it's a good thing. But where I think some teams have made a mistake is that there are players in college who can run that system prolifically and put up huge numbers, especially if they're on a team that has way more talent than the opposing team, which they will not see in the NFL, but they see every week in college. And I think you know where I'm going here. They'll take chances no longer solely with a guy that runs an offense that the NFL hasn't adapted to or wants to run, but they'll take those guys even if they are grossly undersized. I'm not in a hurry to draft quarterbacks under six feet tall. I don't care how much the NFL has progressed. I don't care how much the college offense has made its way into the NFL. I'm not taking Kyler Murray. Arizona did. They stink. He's not good. Stop it. And they just paid him gazillions of dollars. And now we're about to find a case where I think it's similar. And Bryce Young is that guy. Yeah, I, I would say that's it, it's not a one-to-one across the board, though. Um, He's Jalen 60 Hurt, tall, Jalen 180 Hurt. pounds. I, I'm just saying Jalen Hurts, who is denser, but Jalen Hurts is not a large six-foot-four uh, pocket-passing quarterback. And He's not, but Jalen Hurts is also thick beyond reason. Yeah. He's a monster in the gym. His legs are huge. He looks like a starting fullback. He does. He Bryce does. Young is tiny. tiny. I I'd say the the other thing here, it's not crippling to draft a quarterback in the top fifteen who isn't going to be a slam dunk but has a high floor. 
there aren't a ton of those dudes. And so if I'm picking eighth in the first round in a given year, I've got a quarterback issue. Everybody's always looking for the next Herbert or Mahomes. And if you land that guy, great. Then you're, you know, you're going to be set for a long time. But there's only about five of them in the NFL at any given time. There's 32 teams. So what, what are you supposed to do? Just mail it in? You know, if you're one of the other 27 teams, what I think the way the salary structure is now for rookies, even if you take a chance on a Bryce Young or two is not exactly a large man and, and that offense is taking off. McDaniel, it's starting to work. Yeah, they've invested in weapons. That's true. And he looks freer and healthier than he has in a long time, which makes a whole lot of sense to me. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's a great example of that at 31 or 32, whatever, wherever he was picked. You know, let's try to win as much as we can now with a quarterback that's not going to cripple us financially and who has a unique skill set to do some things that other guys can't do. Let's make the most of not having Patrick Mahomes. Like I'm okay with that thought process. No, no, so so these are two different things. We agree. Yeah, I'm just saying that you can you can replace that dude in three or four years if he's either broken by the NFL's physicality yeah. or, you know, he's just average to above average. It is not franchise crippling anymore to be in that position where it was in the Sam Bradford days. Yeah, I agree. It's a fine line. I think the guys you're talking about, though, Lamar Jackson being one of them, uh, th- those guys aren't 5'10". They're not 5'11". They're 6'2", 6'3". They can move. They can, And they're thicker. I, these tiny guys, man, I know, I, I don't, I'm sorry. It's not going to work. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield is tiny. Yeah. Um, he, he led the league more than once in balls batted. He can't get the ball over the line and he's not especially a good athlete. So he may not be the greatest example, but I just, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not, my point is yes. If you want to take Justin Fields, um, who showed proclivity to throw from the pocket in addition to being incredibly elusive. Yeah. Okay, he, well, now I've got something to work with there. I'm okay with that. I can see he's also taller and bigger. I'm looking at a kid now that's not 5'10", 180. You know, he's 6'2", 215. Okay, he can move around. He's shown the ability to throw the football. Yes, I can run him. And if he gets broken, you're right. I'll have to just move on and it's not crippling. But you're almost guaranteeing long-term, I, I think long-term, there are very few examples. I mean, in NFL history, Drew Brees is an example. Um, who else is really short? That uh, Russell Wilson, that's a good example. Yes, he had a great run. Yep. Fran Tarkington wasn't big way back in the day. But, man, there just aren't too many six-foot, 180, 190-pound yeah. quarterbacks that survive long-term and have elite levels of success. They just... They're outliers. That's all I'm saying. They're outliers. And when you choose to pay a guy who has an injury history like Kyler Murray, and he's incredibly small, I, I just think that's foolhardy. I, I really think that the that the Cardinals should have stood their ground and been like, no, we're not paying you. I mean, they would have lost him, but so what? Well, I agree. But, you know, they hired a coach that is in the same way. It's analogous, you know, who that coach is to, to the what the kind of quarterback risk they're taking. These are two high risks. And I guess they want to go down together over the course of seven or eight seasons. And Kingsbury might beat him to the punch in terms of being dismissed first. But that's the direction that they wanted to go, and they went full steam ahead. What I find interesting about this conversation is if Rising Spear makes the right offer and Jordan Travis comes back, then we're going to have to talk about this and evaluate this next year with Jordan Travis because that that dude's only getting better. 
I don't foresee him being stagnant this offseason. He has shown too much evidence of a growth Correct. that you're going to see better pocket passing ability from Jordan next year to the point that his name's going to come up in some of these discussions as not a number one overall pick, but a late first rounder, early second rounder with that ability to run. I could see that 100% I could. It is a case-by-case basis. It is because of the NFL's horrible history in uh, drafting and allowing black quarterbacks to play the position and run. By the way, that was always the thing. It wasn't just that they didn't give black quarterbacks for long periods of time an opportunity to play the position. They also tried to change them. And that was really any athletic quarterback. Steve Young's a white quarterback who they tried to change as well for a while until eventually they decided to let him run too. The the point would be that quarterbacks weren't allowed to run for a long, long time of any color. But the history, obviously, we know pertains to black quarterbacks. So why do I bring that up? Well, I don't inject it just to inject it. I'm saying we're past that now. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. But it does inform our conversation meaning that it's a sensitive area because I know, I believe anyhow, and I've, I've, I've heard from folks that lets me know this. If the people listening to your program do not know your history and you push back hard on a black quarterback, especially one that's very mobile, and say, I don't think he can play in the league, they question motivation. They question where you're coming from. Sure. I understand the history and why that would be the case. Because I think that conversation gets more uncomfortable when it's our guy being Florida State. And I have to come on here and say to you, I would never draft Jordan Travis to be a franchise quarterback in the NFL. It has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with a guy who's scrambling. It has everything to do with how fragile he's been in his career and how small he is. That's the point I'm making. Now, your point is also understood quite clearly. And I think it's an interesting one because – I, too, agree with you he's going to get better. He's shown nothing if not the ability to work exceptionally hard at his craft and to believe in himself and care enough about the details and to become a better leader, even though he's a quiet guy, and to get better from the pocket and to choose when to run and when to get down and all. He's made better decisions across the board. So you're right. What he's going to do is challenge me and everybody like me who says, really, Jordan Travis, an NFL quarterback? Because what they're going to say, people who will say he can play that position in the NFL at an elite level, they're going to bring up Jalen Hurts. But I tell people all the time, he ain't Jalen Hurts. That kid is huge. Hurts is gigantic. Right, right. Yeah. Jordan Travis is not. I agree with you on that. The, uh, the thing I'd say is his best throws, Jordan's best throws, are NFL caliber full, full stop. Uh, now, he doesn't, he doesn't you know, unleash 15 of those a game. It's, it's maybe three or four. But his best throws would work at the next level. The velocity, the hand yep. talent, the placement, trajectory, all of those things. He needs to be more anticipatory. He does, but he has shown signs of the capability of doing that. Oddly enough, I think one of the best examples was the first game of the season with LSU, what he was able to do immediately recognizing all of these exotics that were coming his way, and he knows where to go with the football. He knows how to count. We've been begging for years for a quarterback who knows how to count, and I don't mean that demeaningly. I'm talking about – Yeah, look at the number. Yeah. It's a one-on-one on the perimeter. They're giving him a cushion. Look at last week, two great examples of yes. knowing when to, when to do that. He's better at that than he is reading his own read and when to Correct. give him what to keep. 
but that's more that's more of what you need at the NFL level. And he's not afraid to go over the middle of the field anymore. And he doesn't have elite pocket presence. I don't. I wouldn't call it elite, but he's got good enough pocket presence, and he knows how to escape. Some dudes have the ability to make you miss as a runner, but then you try to do that in the pocket, and they look foolish. Jordan can do both. Yeah. He can make you miss if you're the yeah. one defender, and he keep and he's keeping the ball. The other thing I'd argue right now, and again, at the end of the day, am I agreeing with you? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to take a chance and you know build a franchise around Jordan as it cu- currently constituted. But he's also doing a hell of a lot of a better job of avoiding contact when he's running with the football. That's what I mean, when to get down, yeah. He's getting, I mean, everything about him is so much smarter and yes. so much better across the board. And if yeah. he comes back for another ride with this offense – and Johnny Wilson just signed with Rising Spear. You get that dude back, a healthy Winston Wright. And look, Ja'Kai Douglas is not enough in piece of this offense, too. With that running game, that dude is going to be front and center in a lot of conversations. He's going to put up huge numbers. He's a yeah. really good college quarterback right now. There's no getting around that. And I'm glad, by the way, that we can throw away all the silly tropes of yesteryear and just have a discussion about whether a guy, white, black, or otherwise, is good enough to draft. Is he big enough, strong enough, run around enough? Does he make anticipatory throws? Like, we can just have the conversation. That's partly why we're having the conversation now, because I'm expecting this conversation to take place next year when he's posting massive numbers. Yeah. And it's just going to be fascinating, because he's going to if he comes back. And I do think Rising Spear is going to make a good offer to him. And I actually think it would behoove him to come back, make some serious coin, by the way, and then turn around and get yourself bigger. you got to get bigger. I'm telling you, thicker, all of it. He's got to live in the weight room with his legs and, and his shoulders and all that. I mean, he's got to get bigger. Like, I think for that to work, you know, I don't know. I, I I don't know if there's a magic number. I, we'll look at body density and we'll have a discussion. It's just that when you look at the two guys, they're not the same guy. And, and you know, people do that too often. When I bring this up, they'll be like, well, look at Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts is a freak of nature. Was. They did entire stories about it when he was in college, both at Oklahoma and Alabama. You know, one year he was like second on the team in squats and deadlifts. And this is a room full of NFL defensive linemen. Like he's that big. Like th- that ain't Jordan Travis. No, and, and I'm not equating him to that. I'm just talking because we started generally speaking about the topic. And sure. that, he was considered to be somebody who couldn't throw the ball. And now he's good enough at doing that. That's Correct. the other thing that's going to happen, too. And this is the biggest case to look at our in-state rival and say that Anthony Richardson should just go to the next level. And I know we want that selfishly. <laughs> but NFL franchises look at a Josh Allen or a Jalen Hurts when they can't get the guy they say, well, I could work with this guy and turn him into something that's more than he currently is because you can't teach the size or you can't teach, in Jalen Hurts' case, his ability to run and the body type, which basically serves as armor against injury. That's basically what the density does. So they've got these things that I couldn't teach. Maybe I could work with them and get them, you know, somewhat, I mean, as long as they're adequate you know, NFL adequate at throwing the ball. They're a nightmare. These guys are going to be a nightmare to prepare against. And that's what Josh Allen has turned into more than that. That's what Jalen Hurts is emerging himself into. And I'd say even to a degree, while Lamar has his bad days, he's not an awful passer of the football. No, no, no. He's gotten better. He's also, he's like a one of one though. What I mean with Lamar, that's why we have to do, we, we, we all have to be careful. Um, Oh, Jordan's not Lamar. I'm not doing that. Uh, Lamar has 
this ability to glide in fifth gear. That's nobody's just- ever run from the quarterback position the way that Lamar Jackson does. Michael Vick was close. I, Lamar is a better runner. The, Lamar runs the way that everybody thought Mariota was going to. How about right. that? Mariota yeah. takes way more hits. You know, they both have. If you get in a foot race, it's a it's a dead heat. That's going to be really fun to watch. But when you get out in the open field, one dude makes dudes miss, and one guy doesn't and needs to get down. And Lamar makes people miss in a way that is breathtaking. Like that is, he's as elusive as any of the great receivers of our time. Like watching him do those things, he makes people look like idiots. And these are elite athletes that are made to, they just shook out their shoes. It's embarrassing. Like you see things like Lamar is one of one. There are so few people that will ever, I mean, we may never see another guy uh, who looks like that. Now, there are other aspects of his game that aren't great, but it's 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 just fun. We got a millisecond of a segment when we come back. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. The Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. up rapid fire here we uh want to thank zaxby's yet again our friends at zaxby's so good to us man and speaking of zaxby's they'll present Warchant game day tomorrow obviously i invite you to go get the platters it's the way to do it especially if you're feeding a lot of people delicious food you get boneless whatever you like they have it of course that sauce is delicious but this is just a sincere thank you to zaxby's for sponsoring all year long uh Warchant game day and the show and all that good stuff so tomorrow pregame show we're live at 10 a.m uh, brought to you by Zaxby's. And as always, you can also order your Zaxby's in the Zaxby's app. So it make it really, really easy. The watch along is going to happen for the game at noon and the post-game show 10 to 15 minutes afterwards. As always, our thanks to Zaxby's. And as we say goodbye here, I should note that our friends at Tallulah continue to expand Love the amount of things I can tell you about Tallulah now. First of all, if you're anywhere near Thomasville, Georgia, they got a new store there. They got the Cava Bar open now in Bannerman Crossing, the second location in Bannerman Crossing. So it's a beautiful space, Cava, Kratom drinks, all good. I tell you about that and improve your mood, make you feel better. Good stuff. It's uh, the new Midtown location in the former Sodo. Uh, that opens on Monday. They've got a huge selection of mushrooms and vapes, uh, all that. Plus, they've got CBD for pets, everything you could want. Everything you want. And there's already the three different locales plus this new one. So uh, somewhere you're driving along the road, you're going to look to your left or right, and you're going to see a Tallulah. I would invite you to stop in there. It's not all hallucinogens or anything like that. There's plenty of things that are just like relaxing CBD. You know, people rub CBD. Athletes use CBD all the time. There's, it's, it's all there. Don't have a hockey recommendation for you tonight. We had a winner last night. and it Four was- to one, Lightning, nicely done. That was well scouted, well done. But I would say that of Lee's picks today that I like the most, the Florida Gators uh, Vandy pick. That That is a good spot for Florida. And a good Vandy can relax. They got over the hurdle. Florida pushes early. I think Vandy backs off. So that, that would be the pick. 
I don't disagree. I like the pick as well, and I too took uh, Florida and laid the points in my real life. So we're both uh, on the Gators. It's a weird thing to say. Tomorrow morning, get up, get outside, enjoy the weather. Come see us at Hotel Indigo. By the way, today, 530, I'll be at Corner Pocket. I'll meet up with Corey. Tom will be there too. We'll all hang out for a little happy hour show, 530 to 630. Until next time, friends, which is really soon, which is later today. Uh, I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Peace.